And welcome to In-Game Chats for Saturday, November the 3rd, 2022. It is Season 16, Episode 38. And I'm Scott. And I'm RJ. Welcome into the show, everybody. Uh, If you'd like to get in touch with us, our phone number is 334-272-9228. And you can check out ingamechat.net for all the links to get in touch with us. Go there. You can find us on Twitter, In-Game Chat. You can find us on Facebook there as well. You can email us, everyone, at ingamechat.net. We are streaming right now on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv, type in ingamechat, you'll be able to find us. Go to our website, scroll all the way down, you'll see all the links to find us either on Twitch or on our Discord, if you would like to do that. You can come over to our Discord, join us in the chat room there, and chat live with us while we're on the air from anywhere, from wherever you might be. You may even be on your phone. You may not even have Discord on your PC. You don't have to have it on your PC. You can have it on your phone. It's an app. Download it, sign up, find our channel, thing, server, whatever, and join in. And you can talk to us there if you'd like to do that. But uh, yeah, welcome to the show. Yeah, we got people in the chat room already. I see Wraith hanging out in our our Twitch chat. And more to come if they're not already there. So, hi everybody, let's do this. Because I always forget to do this for some reason. Okay, there we go. Normally, I test this first because you know it's like, um, you know, it's like uh, grill tongs. You know, you always pick mm-hmm. them up and clap, clap, clap them right mm-hmm. before you ever do anything with them. You yeah. have to snap them a few times. Same thing when I pick this up. I should do it. I did not do that today. Mm-hmm. I changed the stuff out and then just that was it. So, done. Hey, RJ, welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back. <laughs> Uh, how was, uh, how was it last week? Uh, traffic was typical Atlanta traffic as in bad, right. a lot of rubbernecking, some accidents here and there, you know, getting cut off or they like, or as they like to call it in Georgia, aggressive driving. So, so we had, had that to deal with. Uh, let's see. Uh, the con, the convention itself was, uh, really good. Had a good time. Um, didn't have a lot of deals. Um, you went to anime weekend in Atlanta, anime weekend in Atlanta. Yeah. Not a lot of deals in the dealers room this year, but, um, what do you normally buy from there? there? What are you looking at when you go uh, there? You get figurines, uh, more manga, t- uh, the tank, tankabons, uh, big uh, compilation books, things of that nature, art books, uh, and whatnot. Um, 
<clears throat> you can also go to the artist alley, mm-hmm. see the, the artwork of, uh, of folks there, and see if you can buy uh, some prints or some uh, crafts like those uh, pixel arts of, mm. uh, of certain characters you like. You can get that there. Uh, metal prints, uh, huge uh, poster prints. Is a lot of that yeah. stuff produced here in the states, or is it produced overseas? Uh, usually, some someone with their with a high class printer printing off the prints of the artwork they do. Yeah, things okay. of that nature. Yeah, uh, from what I got, from what I gathered, um, autograph signings, things that, things like that. You know, just a general good time. Uh, someone brought their um, anime themed. Uh, Vehicles out there. Some right. took sports cars with the, with the custom paint jobs and things that things like that. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, food trucks um, out there as well, lining up the outside. So you know, you get you some, get you get you a little bite to eat. Things like that. Is there yeah. video game representation there of any kind? Uh, any yeah, you got the video, you got the video game room uh, every year, uh, run by different folks. They had a few tournaments going on out there. I think they had a Smash tournament. They had a Guilty Gear Strive tournament, uh, which had about thirty folks in there, which is pretty big. Almost two two people short of a perfect bracket. So you had that going on. Um, I don't think they had one for Street Fighter, uh, but they had some for others, I'm sure. Uh, outside of that, uh, you know, you had the ball, the costume contest, okay, things, things like that. You know, having a good, having a good old time, man. And it's just getting bigger and bigger every year. Used to be a time when the uh, Renaissance Waverly, the place where it's held, uh, would have two conventions going on at the same time. And I think two of the best ones that I've ever uh, seen personally was the one with uh, Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. At the same time as AWA, so picture picture this, folks. Some uh, some dude that looks like Secret Service, right? You know, crew cut in the suit, standing next to the dude running around in the uh, multicolored um, <laughs> multicolored seventies uh, outfit, anime outfit, running mm-hmm. around in there at the same time. So yeah, that was a really good um, mix of there's conventions. Been, yeah, there's been some there's been some combinations, some blends. Yeah. Uh, that have gone on with conventions before, having at the same time. Yeah. <clears throat> the other one being the Anime Week in Atlanta and the Expected Mothers convention. <laughs> that was a really good one. We, the, like told, yeah, we, told, we told someone, yeah, that, yes, yes, ma'am, this is your kid's future. Yeah. Enjoy. Get ready for it. I, I only <laughs> went one time to Anime Week in Atlanta. It was back mm-hmm. in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember if it was even in a hotel. It probably was. But. Probably was. It was probably wasn't at the Renaissance Waverly. It's probably one of the ones. Uh, I know uh, it was like a bunch of connecting hotels. One of which was Amer Suites. It was weird because uh, I yeah. went with a bunch of people I was working with at the time because I was not working here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was working in the movie theater, and um, we took a trip up there. It was just we did a. It was a day trip, so we didn't stay anywhere. Mm-hmm. But I swear, I've, I had, at that point I'd been to Atlanta a few times, quite a few times. And we were driving to Atlanta, but when we got there, I didn't recognize any sort of place where I was. Mm-hmm. Nothing seemed familiar. Yeah. Uh, so, which is why it tells me that the convention at that point in time was not e- somewhere of prominence. You it know, wasn't established yet. No, yeah. I don't think it was. Yeah. I'd, I need to. I need to go back and look because I'm really, really curious where that was when we went. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of cool some of the stuff, but it totally was not a. Um, I, I didn't. There was nothing there for me. Yeah, <laughs> there really was nothing there. Yeah, uh, it was neat to look at some of the stuff, but I uh, and you know I'd never been. I thought, okay, we'll see what this is like, and mm-hmm. all right, yeah. Um, so yeah, so yeah. But now, now it's at the point where AWA has taken over the entire hotel. Oh, I'm sure. And uh, some folks are saying that. Uh, the Renaissance Waverly is too small 
for uh for AWA now. It has to move somewhere else. It's probably going to be downtown when the contract runs out for uh, the Renaissance Waverly. Yeah. So it's probably going to be another road trip to a different location because I think um, if Dragon Con or or some other con that, of that size that takes place in downtown Atlanta, they have the space to. Uh, they certainly have the space to accommodate uh, something like AWA. Yeah. At this point. But outside of that, uh, more restaurants. We we found another restaurant. We went to a rotating uh, sushi restaurant. So okay, we had, that's had right. That you were time. talking about that. Uh, yeah, uh, and of course, Fogo de Chao of uh, the meat faucet. Oh, I'd been there. Meat. Yeah. Oh, you had a good time. I, no, there. no, no, not that place. The the rotating uh, sushi thing. Yeah. Igu. Yeah. Thirty bucks, all you can eat. Just got to eat everything you take off the off the conveyor belt, though. <laughs> Which wasn't the problem for our group. I mean, I mean you don't have like, to. It's just that you're going to get you're going to be paying for it. Yeah, if you you're don't charge for it. Yeah, so yeah, so, yeah. You're, paying, you're paying thirty bucks for all you can eat already. So it's not that much of a difference. But the portions were small enough where you can handle it. I mean, between the edamame and the mm-hmm. half half of a half of a, a tuna roll or a California roll or things of that nature, or something that just looks interesting. You just want to pick it up and eat and try it. Now, outside of the outside of the convention sort of thing you were doing, what have you played anything? Uh, yeah, I played a bit. Um, Played a bit, played a bit of game. Had a bit of gaming uh, while I was there. Uh, I finally beat Cuphead. Did you do some tournament play, or did you? No, no, no. I didn't okay. tournament play. I just observed tournament play more than anything else. Um, but I did manage to be, finally beat Cuphead um, and get into the DLC a little bit. So I had some uh, fun playing that. Um, one of the people I went with, uh, Trey, friend of ours of the show, he saw that I had the witness. On my PS4, so he suggested I give it a shot, and I did so. <laughs> you only had it on there because it was PS Plus offered. Pretty I much guess. free. It was, it was free. Okay, so I just put it on there because I don't, I don't, I you know, not that I can read you or that I know that hey, this is the kind of game you like, but I don't picture no, witnesses as being no, no. You're right. It wouldn't be something your I'd pick thing, up. right? It was just something that was free, so I just picked it up, put it on the library. Uh, but it just happened to be on my um, games folder, so I started playing it. Um, and I got to be honest, the puzzles were something, a nice change of pace. But when he told me about the environmental puzzles that you have to look into as well in that game, that's when the interest just started dwindling away. I mean, because I'm not, I'm not that, that detail oriented. I'm like seeing things in the background. I'm like, I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see the environmental puzzles unless you say something. I'm just good at the ones that are right in front of my face, and I know exactly what I have to do. Thanks for the tutorial that they gave you for all of this stuff, but the ones that are in the environment that you have to look at, um, I'm going to miss those. It's going to take me forever and a decade to see that stuff, and I don't know what's going on. I only think I only saw, like, one text message seeing what this was all about. Mm -hmm. So it was just, like, puzzle solver Puzzle Solver 2020 or something like that. I didn't know yeah. anything about what was going on in this game. It was, um, I like puzzle games. I like, that was Jonathan Blow who did that. And he did, his game prior to that was Braid. Mm. Which I enjoyed Braid as a puzzler because it was in the context of time control and stuff like this. The way, like when your character moved, time would move. And there were different little power-ups here and there that would cause different aspects of how that mechanic would work. I like that. You were figuring it out. This one was like, this was just, here's an island with a bunch of different puzzles. None of them were in kind of any contextual. Yes, there were some environmental type things where you had to uh, line up certain things in your viewpoint to create what you needed to create. Mm -hmm. Kind of, uh, 
what's the what's the word? Uh, Monument Valley, I think, does it. And it was an old game on the PS4 called Echo Chrome, I think. No, I think I know the title. If yeah, I'm remembering Chrome, yeah. right, a little stick figure that you had to walk through, yeah. and you could line up two. You know, if your if your guy was on a on a walkway that had a break in it, if you could turn the camera to where the brakes would overlap mm-hmm. that would become a path that's a walkway yeah. yeah that he could cross so there were puzzles like that in the game but for the most part the puzzles were just here's a puzzle here's a puzzle here's a puzzle it's a sign and you had to get from point a to point b by moving the the cursor around whatever to do mm-hmm. that yeah i like that if you're going to give me that to open a door in a game that has other puzzle types in it mm-hmm. or, or you know if it's to to give it's part of a system that goes with it not just Here's a puzzle. Get from point A to point B. Get point. You know, if you do all four of them, it carries the current of whatever you're doing, the electrical current to open a door. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's all it is. That's all it ever was. Was like point A, point B, point A, point B, with different mechanics to use that with. And for a while, it's okay. But it's but a good ways into it. I don't even know if it's a good ways into it. Um, not even halfway into it. I was so tired of these puzzles. <laughs> I was so I, tired. Yeah, of them. yeah, I played. I played the game for about a good thirty to forty-five minutes, of, and most of it was spent like trying to solve some of these. A good thirty or forty-five minutes will get you to that point where it's like, okay, I'm tired. Throw some variety in here. Yeah. He tries to with different aspects of how puzzles work, where you've got two, you've got uh, two puzzles that mirror each other. So mm-hmm. when you move. You know, when you move your uh, your cursor on one side, the cursor on the other side moves. Yeah. And you have to match them up. I mean, there's a variety in that way, but it is still this board with this dot that you go from here, you know, from yeah. the bottom part of the screen to the top part of the screen in a maze-like feature without overlapping or something like that. It, it just was monotony just became yeah. over and over and over the same thing yeah but the thing about it was was like i was saying earlier uh the fact that the environmental uh puzzles that you had things that had to do with the camera angle in the environment if he hadn't told me about that they existed i would never have known about it there's nothing to tell you about. there's that. absolutely nothing and, in there no and so at the very beginning of the game he told me about it and if it wasn't for him telling me that i probably would have been stuck in that first area mm-hmm. for Lord knows how long I would have been stuck there. Oh, that's okay because I wouldn't have known about. Even it. if you'd have gotten through that, there'd be another area you'd be getting stuck in. Yeah, I got so. stuck in plenty. I used a walkthrough for probably the majority of that game to mm-hmm. get through. There was some. Uh, sometimes I didn't understand the solution, and then sometimes I outright could not figure it out. And even when I watched a video on how it was done, I would go back and look and say, "Okay, do it this way." Mm-hmm. It's like some reason it's not working for me. I do not understand, and so. I found uh, other type. No, no, no. I, I would read a walkthrough, and then I would go through and uh, find a video if I couldn't. Because I'm like, just tell me what the solution is. I, I'm tired of this. Yeah. I'm very, very tired of this. Out of the, I don't know how many puzzles are in that game. There's a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, I skipped over quite a few or used assistance for quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. So despite the fact that your puzzle games are your are your bread and butter, it it. it it, it, the tedium of it wore out to you. Not necessarily you those kind of puzzle games, man. I'm not big on those kind of puzzle games. I mean, see, I could do puzzle games like uh, some of my favorites are like uh, Columns. It was on the Sega Genesis used back. Right. Columns like that. Or uh, Tetris even. Something like that. I don't like know that. if I consider that but, a puzzle game or not, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. That sparked it, I guess, probably mm-hmm. for me. 
I don't I don't look at those as puzzle games anymore, like a bejeweled. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't consider those – those are match three type things or match four. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily look at those as puzzle games, but I get you. I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. I know why you're classifying those as being puzzles. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're connecting things and matching them up and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's been forever since I played Columns, by the way. Yeah. Well, it's, it's still available. I think it's on the uh, – It's on the Genesis Mini. Mini so, yeah. yeah. Last, which is last, I think did last you get the played. Did you get the Mini Two, the one that came out uh, last week? I, think? Uh, I was probably intending to get it, but uh, haven't put a put a. It's like a hundred bucks, yet. but it's the yeah. it, but it looks. Yeah. I, I say yeah. it looks good. I mean, it's it's just an emulator, but it's still the selection that they have in the yeah, games. There's the selection really nice. is better, but yeah, there's so many things I've been looking at. Like uh, there's been stuff from Limited Run. There's been um, uh, the Sega Sega Genesis Mini Two. Um, other games coming out uh, on the horizon, things like that. But just one of those things just slipped my mind. I'll get back to it. I'll get back to it later, though. Just have to be a reminded every now and then. Yeah, yeah. But no, I you know I'm I'm more of a puzzle type. Um, I was, I've been replaying God of War because the new one comes out next week, mm-hmm. and you know there's environmental puzzles where it's like okay. This door keeps closing once I let go, but I can throw my axe into it to keep the door from closing. But then I need my axe again for this other door. You know, there's a lot of those would be environmental puzzle type things where you Mm -hmm. have to figure out how do I go? How do I move around this room with all these different things? Um, Uncharted had environmental puzzles. Um, uh, Soul Reaver, Legacy of Cain. There were puzzles in that. The Room is a great puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Uh, on your on, well, it's on PC and Switch, and now those are all good. Uh, but the room and all of its different stuff. Uh, the, the, what was that Da Vinci one I was playing? Da Vinci Code, Da Vinci Principle. No, uh, no, it wasn't Da Vinci Code. Uh, God, I can't remember what it's called. Hmm. <laughs> Blue Point Games. It's like I know the developer, but I can't remember the name of the game. I, I have it. I was a Kickstarter uh, person for those. Uh, for at least that that one game, the House of Da Vinci. House of Da Vinci. That's what it was. Thank yeah. you. That's another one. But it's very that game is very room like. It gives you variety in your puzzles. Mm-hmm. Lots of variety in your puzzles. Uh, and Witness just did not do that for me. Again, I liked his first game, Braid, um, and I was okay once I once I went through and started using the walkthrough to get through it and do these things. Yeah. I was like, okay, I, I'm I don't care that I'm that I'm cheating it now, mm-hmm. but I do want to see what does this all end up being. Yeah. Um. Mostly, no, it was not worth a single bit of going through <laughs> the headache and trauma. <laughs> trauma, goodness. I mean, well, it would. It would. I would call it tedium, but not trauma. It would just. It just hurt my brain a lot. Just really hurt my brain. Yeah. And um, I like challenging puzzles. I don't like brain hurt. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Portal's great. Portal's a great one. Uh, Bama Brian says, "Do you like Portal?" Yeah. Portal's another one. I, I, I'm perfectly fine with that kind of puzzle solving. Mm-hmm. That uh, where you have to. You have to think a few steps ahead to, to figure it out. Uh, the Pedestrian was another one. Okay, um, that's another great little puzzle game. Uh, got some, got some brain hurts in there, but not nearly what I experienced with The Witness. By the way, Witness is a pretty game. Yes, it is. It looks really, really nice. It's very, very good mm-hmm. to look at. 
to play not so much. Yeah. But to look at it is really, really pretty. Mm-hmm. Especially if you can unlock everything because there are you are blocked off from progressing until you solve a certain amount of puzzles or a certain puzzle that is connected to opening up the next realm of the island that you're in. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm leaving off the biggest, the Myst series of games, which is nothing but puzzles. Mm-hmm. And does a lot of like what uh, Witness did, which is just place you in an area and say, here you go, figure it out. You know? Um, the fact that they've had five of them, you are used to that aspect now. You know how that game works. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if they were to make a sick, well, they made ab- abduction. Same thing. It just kind of throws you in there and you figure it out. But when Mist first released and it threw you in there and you just had, you had nothing, there was no tutorial, there was absolutely nothing to, to figure out how to play it. Mm-hmm. You, just had to, you just had to just go and explore. Uh, I was okay with that. Witness did the same thing. They just plopped you there and said, here, go figure it out. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is intuitive because it's, uh, you know, you come upon something and you interact with it and then the board comes up and you trace what you have to trace to yeah. to make it work. But... Yeah, I don't necessarily know that The Witness failed as a puzzle game, but it failed me as a puzzle game. Mm-hmm. But that's just, that's me. Uh, yeah. Talos Principle is another one. Mm-hmm. That was a cool puzzle game to get the light from the source to the key hole, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, uh, from the source to where it needed to go by bending the light and using reflections and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um Again, that I'm good with that. Although there was there was parts in there that were difficult. Yeah. Um, so sounds like something from Tomb Raider or Uncharted, probably. I like Tomb Raider and well, Tomb Raider, yeah, for the yeah. environmental puzzles. Those yeah. those were those were good too. Uh, Bama Brian says, "Didn't you say Scorn was mislike? I have heard Scorn is mislike. I have heard Scorn is they sit you down. You don't have any context of why you're there, what's going on, or what to do. There is no." tutorial and maybe there is i don't know that's what i've heard but um but yeah uh thar 66 says you know a puzzler is hard when you don't understand the walkthrough and that happened to him and witness happened to me as well uh so yeah but Mm. i did finally finish i finished witness at that time how did you did you play anything else uh some fighting games i played uh some virtual fighter uh five as well um let's see uh, before i got here today i started up uh Alice Kidd and Miracle World DX. I tried playing that. Um, kind of an updated version of the Sega um, yeah. Master System game that I played years ago. And it's pretty much just an updated version of that. I'm just uh, having to remember how to get from point A to point B and what I have to do. Uh, some of the aspects of the original game is still in there, like the crawling animation, where you have to you can like run and then duck at the last second and go under something, and you can just crawl under it, just keep holding the uh, direction button forward. And Alice will crawl under the thing and then pop out on the other side. It was good to see that that aspect was still in there. Hmm. But there were some things that I was missing, like uh, I couldn't turn around in midair. I believed I could do that in the original game, but I couldn't do it in this one. Um, same objects and, and items that you can get in there. Uh, the pedicopter and the uh, uh, motorcycle. Um, just having to, um, just trying to remember as I'm playing what, what to do in these locations. And still the hardest part of the game to me is still... Uh, janking rock paper scissors mm-hmm. trying to remember uh what each boss does and and what i could pick and what i do because i lost a few um uh, i lost a few uh rounds of that and the obligatory one hit one kill type thing you, know, right. you get touched you're done and i haven't played a game like that in a very in a in a minute so 
Um, that was that took a little, little getting used to. But outside of that, that's uh, pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I'm going back through God of War. Um, I was talking to Matt about that, talking about how the first, the Dead Space situation where the camera, <clears throat> they they did it in God of War, and I, I think mm-hmm. Dead Space is, uh, the guys who did Dead Space, yeah, we like that, we're going to copy that, where the camera never cuts, you never cut away. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are no cuts throughout the entire game. The camera is consistently behind your main character, or if it isn't, it is moved from that position to a different position, but there are no cuts in it doing that. It, mm-hmm. You actually see it pan over or move or whatever. There was a scene early on in the game where Kratos gets punched by another, assuming God, you don't know who it is at the time, but um, and just sends him flying across the map. Well, if there's no cuts, then how do we catch up with him halfway across the the map mm-hmm. how do we how do we get back over there uh outside of the other character doing one of those you know big comic book jumps that moves him from that place to the other place and you just follow the camera that way you don't the camera moved from the character who threw the punch back to kratos by going from that location to the other location in a rushed movement the movement was hurried or at least give, gave you that sense of speed because for whatever reason they put, you know how to, uh, how in a uh, first person game, since you are the camera in a first person shooter, uh, if you're walking or running, the screen wobbles back right. and forth as though you are stepping or walking or something like that. Mm-hmm. The same thing with this camera is same. Some, it's something that I, that I only noticed on the second playthrough was that when the camera moved for, for a long distance, like that, they gave it wobble. <laughs> mm-hmm. They put they coded wobble into the camera and gave you a sense that there's a camera crew. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. I was like, yeah. why would? Because you know, I, I was watching Castlevania uh, on on Netflix, mm-hmm. um, the the animated series, and yeah. and and I I don't do I don't do animation as far as like I don't do that. I don't know that world, but. There was a scene where something was out of focus and then had to go in focus. And I said, somebody had to draw that. I was like, wait a second. They just did they, – they, they did a camera trick that you can't do in animation because it's not – Did it involve Carmilla? I don't remember. Uh, the white-haired lady. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember. It didn't involve people. It involved scenery. Oh, Okay. It was the way the scenery was done, and they did a camera trick that I was impressed with because I was like, oh, hey, that's the... And then I had to think about it. I was like, wait a second. That's an animation. There was no way for them to... They had to animate that camera trick. Mm. You know? They didn't... That wasn't something that was done... It made you feel like it was done that way because that's how focus and everything works with a camera. Zoom, Mm -hmm. focus, that sort of thing. But there isn't any of that there in, in animation. So they had to draw that. They had to animate that camera work. And so then that was making me think of God of War. It's like there's, there was no reason for them to put wobble in this camera. Like I get it if, if there's a big earth-shattering kaboom. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to get a little shaky cam because you mm-hmm. want to get that thing. But this was just a pan. This was just moving from one character to another one after the action had settled. Mm-hmm. 
And it, I mean, it still gave you that in the moment attitude of like, hey, things are happening here. And so when it did that wobble, it gave a sense of, I don't want to say an easiness, but an urgency. Because mm-hmm. uh, you felt like you were running to be by his side to see like, oh, is he going to get up? What's he going to do next? Um, but I just thought, I, I, and I'm going on longer about it now than I did last week when I was talking to Matt, but I just thought it was interesting that they put in foot wobble or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. for uh, the camera movement. And I, I, again, this is a game that doesn't have to have that. This is something that the animators, the creators had to put into it artificially to give that sense. And, you know, I'm not sure exactly why I'd love to ask them. They probably have no idea and be like, Oh, that's just the way we had it coded. <laughs> we didn't think anything of it. I'd love to think that it was a, Conscious decision that said, well, we wanted to elicit this, especially Mm -hmm. since it's early enough in the game that you could do that. Now, as I play it, uh, I haven't really run across anything like that yet. Again, there has been movement and different pans and stuff like that, but nothing on the scale of what I've seen uh, in that first opening fight Mm -hmm. uh, in, in the first game, or I say the first game, but you know, God of War 2018. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, little things that I just think about when I'm watching stuff and and see things happen. And that was something that I completely overlooked on my first playthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just saw it there. I was like, why, why? for whatever reason, it just stuck out. I was like, why is the camera wobbling? Mm-hmm. I think suddenly you're not, because suddenly you're not behind. It's a third person view, right? Camera's mm-hmm. always behind Kratos. And if you pan the camera around Kratos, Kratos will turn so that his back is constantly to the camera. And so as soon as it wasn't that anymore at the beginning, I think that's where the detachment came in. And I thought, hang on, that's why? <laughs> why, did, why did we walk back over to whatever? Why didn't it just smooth move mm-hmm. from that character to that character, but it had to wobble as it went? I just thought it was interesting. If you ever go back, this is early enough in the game. So if you played God of War and uh, you want to you wanna fire it up again, it is the, and I finally remember who it was, it's the, it's the very first fight you have with Balder. Okay. Um, he's, uh, well, he, he looks like he's not taking damage at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he shows one. up at the cabin and he's like, hey, I'm going to fight you. And uh, he's just being all whatever. And he's like, see, you can't hurt me. This is, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's during that fight. Uh, and you'll know what it is because um, it's right before the point when I think um, Kratos picks up a tree. He was, was thrown into a tree, mm-hmm. which knocked the tree down. And then he picks up the trunk of that tree and just runs right towards Balder and runs him through this rock formation and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right before that, uh, when he gets knocked into the tree, that is when the camera goes from Balder to Kratos. And mm-hmm. it does that wobble thing. Um, I haven't had that happen again, and I, I, there's a whole lot more that's to come in the game. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'll be looking for that when I do. So it's been that, and it's been Destiny. Uh, I finally finished all the uh, master challenges on the master difficulty of the raid. Wrapped that up last night. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm just doing more of the grinding for the Halloween event, which will be over with uh, come Tuesday. The Halloween stuff will be done. But I only have, like, five more lost sectors to do five haunted sectors whatever they call them you know yeah. i got five of those to do and then i'm and then i'm done i'm done with that until the next time until the next time it rolls back around yeah of course
<laughs> Let's go to a break, shall we? Uh, yeah. Oh, hey, there's people in the chat room talking. Multile. I haven't seen Multile in a while. Uh, I would expect they are mimicking the trope in movies and TV and using the shorthand for momentum and rushness. Um, yeah, that's what I was. I, that's that was my concern was that it was a um, a a dramatic effect, something that wouldn't feel artificial but would feel real. Uh, a, a, a straight smooth pan might take you out of the action or make you not feel as connected to the action mm-hmm. as it is when it is walked over there. Because then suddenly you as the player feel like you're that punch was so hard and 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 so fast that I have to walk over there to catch up to Kratos to see what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what the camera kind of elicits, I suppose. I should find I sh- I should I should find that. I think I will find that on YouTube during the break or something. So, anyway, we got to take a break when we come back. We'll I don't know, we'll have more show. That's what we do. Uh music here from a game called Eternal Cylinder. We'll be back with more of in-game chat right after this. Welcome back to In-Game Chat. This is music from... It's a game I should be playing. Uh, Plague Tale Requiem. No. The sequel to Plague Tale Innocence, which I need to finish that and then get to Requiem. Yeah, just another game on the backlog. I know. Well, I even I got through a good chunk of Innocence, the first game. Yeah. Uh, played it on Game Pass. I mean, it's still there, too. I, I need to go back and finish that. Well, look, it's like I did with Cuphead. It's, I mean, how long did it take me to... I bought the game at launch. How long did it take me to beat it? Like, yeah. last week. <laughs> Just beat it last week. Luckily, this wasn't one I bought. I completely... Yeah. It's on, I 
Game Pass, put in money, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So I, I really should go back and finish it. Mm-hmm. I heard it's fantastic. Yeah. <clears throat> and and now that there's a sequel, so definitely something to do. Keeping an eye on the uh, Black Friday stuff. I was thinking sequels for whatever reason. The Quarry came up, and that's from uh, Supermassive Games, yeah, Dark yeah. Pictures Anthology. That thing is dropping. I don't know when that. When did that game come out? The Quarry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, is, is it this year? Something? I'm looking it up too. Yeah. June tenth. All right. Well, it's twenty bucks now. Okay, I got no excuse now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Walmart has it for twenty bucks. I think GameStop may have it for twenty bucks. GameFly's got it. Uh, it's yeah. It's. No, I mean the dark the dark picture anthology. I mean I've got uh, Man of Med- okay uh, until dawn. Yeah. Still, still haven't finished that one yet. Until dawn, Man of Medan, um, Little Hope. There's one I don't have. I think it's the one with the uh, the military crew in the ca- house of a- house of ashes. It could be. Yeah, it's the one with the military group in the, in the caves. That one I don't have, but I think I got the other ones. I think the quarry and that one are the two that I don't have. Um, and now the quarry's like twenty bucks. I mean, it is, but I don't. Out. It's it's you know it's the Black Friday pricing. Yeah. So and will it stay twenty? I have no idea, but it's really early now and it's 20 bucks already yeah so 1999 yeah for the uh for quarry mm-hmm. uh on you know it's it's probably for playstation as well mm-hmm. i've only seen the xbox box <laughs> the green box uh, i haven't seen the blue box mm-hmm. but I, I think it's i think it's the same regardless so Oh, uh, let's see. Yeah, Black Friday stuff. Uh, there's a list right now, but not a very big one. Um, Target is about to start their buy two, get one free deal, which starts tonight, uh, like midnight or whatever. But tomorrow, it's a week-long deal. It's buy two games, get one free. The reason the Target thing works is that the only way you can take advantage of it is if you get games that cost the same. If you get any kind of a game where it's like, this one costs sixty. This one costs forty, and this one costs twenty-five. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll get the sixty, and you'll get the forty-one, and then you'll get the twenty-five dollar one for free. Yeah, guess which one is free? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Been um, that way since ever. So yeah. But if you get three sixty-dollar games, then you're going to get that third one for free by paying hundred and twenty. But then you can take one of those back and. You'll get it'll be prorated or something like that to where you can get the. I'll have to look it up. But you get the discount uh, some other way without having all three games. Now you may want to keep all three games and that's fine. But if you can somehow figure it out to where you can get you know a total of six games that you're looking for, mm-hmm. you can actually get six of them for pretty cheap with the buy two get one free. None of these prices. Also, the other thing about this is that if there are some Black Friday prices, they will not be reflected in this buy two, get one free deal. However, because it is so close to the holidays, Target's return policy is in effect, which means if you get it now and it shows up at a cheaper price, you can take it back, return it, get the cheaper price, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. There's there's a bunch of different ways to kind of – you're not really gaming in the system. As much as you're just taking advantage of the system and the way that it works. Um, yeah. 
there's a whole thing on it. I, I'd have to look up, but you can look it up yourself. The Target buy two get one free uh, deal. There's plenty of websites who have talked about it and who do that sort of thing. So definitely give it a look if you're uh, you're looking for some games there. I don't know what is going to be a part of that deal. Uh, quite a few titles, but uh, yeah, we don't have any kind of pricing yet on what's going to be on sale for Black Friday and how much it's going to be. Still waiting on that to come out. But we'll keep you posted as it does. All right, what else has been going on? You know, we're talking about Myst. Uh, Riven is now getting a remake. And it is going to be from the ground up remake. Not a, let's take our old assets and let's, you know, polish them off a little bit. Mm. It is a complete build from the ground up to remake that entire game. It's a fantastic game in the series. The sequel to Myst, um, probably their best. So is it a remake or a rebuild? It, this, it, well, it says it's a modern remake, mm-hmm. but somebody asked them. They said, Are you, is this just a re, like, is this just you guys upping the textures and, you know, smoothing out the stuff? And, or is this going, is this being built from the ground up? And they said, no, it's being rebuilt. So it's a, re, okay, yeah, a rebuild. Yeah, from, okay. the, from the ground up. So, mm-hmm. Uh, I may reach out and see if we can get somebody from that team on the show just to talk about it. Uh, Riven is Riven is considered a a superior sequel. Um, one of those things where it's better than the original type of thing, but it wouldn't obviously wouldn't exist without the original. So, uh, but Mist is a classic, and and Riven is just a fantastic sequel to that game. Mm-hmm. Um, none of, none of them past that ever lived up to it. Uh, ever lived up to the first two games. But those first two games are amazing. Mm-hmm. It was a long time after Riven before we got Miss 3. I say that. My mind might be completely wrong <laughs> on on the on the, the time span of when those two games released. Put it this way. Mist released when uh, PCs and Macs were dominating your, your game stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riven released during that same period because it had a big box release. You know what I'm saying? Those big PC boxes. Yes, yeah, says uh, October 31st, 97. Okay, when Riven was released. Riven. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because Mist Three released on console Mist. before it released on released on PC. And Mist was September 24th of 93. Yeah, 93 to 97 were four years, and then I think I think Mist Three was. 2000? May 7th of 2001. 2001. Yeah. Okay. Exile? Yeah. Mystery Exile? Okay, yeah. yeah. Yep. Pretty big gaps. In, yeah, pretty big gaps in between uh, sequels with this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good stuff, though. Yeah, good. Great games. Let's go to the phones. And hi, who are we talking to? You're on in-game chat. Well, I'm Gabler. Hey, man. You mentioned. Hey, happy hey, birthday. I think I saw you had a birthday. No, no, no. Do you know how many times I've had to... I just cut and paste the same reply. I, I, I say, thanks. It's not my birthday. I don't put personal information on the internet. Well, why did you tell me that you have I, a birthday? Because you have to put a birthday in to be on Facebook. Oh, so okay. I put a, first, a, a birthday down... And if you look at what year it says I'm born, I was I'm over 160 years old. So, <laughs> um, 
but no, I don't give birthday, social security number, credit cards, all that junk. On, I mean, I, you know, not listen a secure connection in Facebook. Forget about it. Um, but but um, um, on RJ, you said yes. that you were telling me Devil in Me comes out November the 18th. Anytime you talk about, uh, thank you for the answer. That's after I called the last time you answered mm-hmm. after I got the phone. And um, uh, anytime you mention Dark Anthology or Supermassive Games, that's going to be me, right? Yep. So uh, House of Ashes, I highly, that makes up for the disaster that Little Hope is. House of Ashes is really, really good. So mm. so be sure and play that if you don't play any of those. Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll have you to... Will, you will re- really enjoy House of Ashes. Okay, I'm going to have to get it now. Uh, if if, if Valencia <laughs> yeah, suggests it, I'm, I'm going to have to pick that up. If you don't have up. time to play all the others, just play House of Ashes. Okay. I'll do that. I'll, I'll look and for Kildon that one. Is, is good as well. Oh, and, 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 and Jay, I'm sorry, man, but today you said... That today was uh, Saturday, November third, twenty twenty. Oh, did I? Yep, I sure yes, did. You did go back and listen to it? No, 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 but I did yeah, because I have it written down here for some reason. Um, as November third, yeah. I never changed the date to November fifth for some reason. Look, if you look at the show, by the way, RJ, if you look at the show outline date up at the top, yeah. I did have that correct. Mm-hmm. But at the uh, but on my intro stuff, it was uh, oh. November third for some reason. Look at that! Yeah, I never changed yeah. it. I've changed it now, but yeah. Thanks for pointing that out, man. I appreciate it. Well, now I hate to be the date police, but um, <laughs> and, and then oh god, so the I date police are coming I go, after. Well, he got November in twenty twenty two, and RJ was at a convention last week, so it is a live show. So yeah, it's totally a live show. Yes, <laughs> totally live show. Yes. But anyway, I appreciate it, guys, and thanks for the birthday wishes. You're welcome. Birthday, I'll remember you. What month you know what? is? Hey, you know what my idea is? What? Here's yeah. my idea. Okay, instead of having to keep up with everybody else's birthday, if we do it the Biloxi Gambler way, you only remember your birthday, and on your birthday, you send out cards, greetings, and gifts. On your birthday, then that way you only you have all that that, that extra memory in your brain to use for other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that will yeah more efficient but nobody's gonna go with it no they one will no you later nobody will okay. all right bye see ya see you now yeah i speaking of memory i had a guy reach out to me i was i fired up destiny this morning and yeah. an old buddy of mine uh this i mean i'm going way back to find out what year burnout three released okay burnout three takedown and tell me what year that was. Okay. September, September 2004. 2004. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's say 2005. Okay. Uh, is probably when I met this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, met him online. And turns out he worked on Burnout 3. He okay. worked at Criterion. And uh, obviously that, that just instant fan. I yeah. just was like, oh, my God. Oh, you got to tell me about blah, blah, blah. And he was telling me about the development. He sent me some, uh, he sent me some video clips because back then we didn't have. Uh, I don't think we had YouTube, so he could upload them. And even if we did, I don't think he was able to like put that out there. But he sent me some clips of like early development of Burnout Three, of how that was working, how they were doing car testing and crashing and stuff. Yeah, and it was just great to talk to the dude. Anyway, he hit me up today and he said, "Hey, um, you did about twelve years ago. You did some voice work for me, and we never used it." And I'm like, I don't remember doing this at all. <laughs> I don't. 
Uh, I, I, we hadn't talked in a while, so I explained to him that um, I, I told him I likely did, but I had a heart attack not too long ago, and my memory took a hit, and I do not remember doing this at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I asked him. I said, "Do you still have the? Do you still have the audio?" And he said he did. He's going to try and dig it up, but he wants to do some more stuff and then actually do a release of whatever it was he was working on. I don't remember any of it. Mm. I don't. I can't wait for him to find this and send it back to me. I, I'm very curious as to what it was. But yeah, I fired up Destiny. He hit me up. I was like, "Man, I haven't seen him." He worked on. Uh, he 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 worked with Criterion. Then he broke away and started making his own games. Uh, he actually ended up working at Codemasters for a while. On a couple of their games. Uh, in fact, he worked on... Oops, hit the microphone. Uh, God, it was a game that I loved. It was on Xbox 360. You played like this guy who... Despicable Me, basically. You played this ruler, and you had a bunch of these little minions that you would tell what to do. Mm-hmm. Um and they would go and do stuff for you. You really didn't have to do a lot. You could just tell them to go. And yeah, they would die, but then you would get more or you were able to make more or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you would update your castle. And it was all this, like you played a villain, you were a villain and you had all these minions with you and, um, overlord. That's what it was called. Okay. Overlord. So, yeah. And he sent me, he would send me these little clips of what they did with the minions voices and stuff singing different jingles from commercials and things like that that he would send me. It was really, it was really cool. Anyway, he worked for Codemasters, then he went off and did his own game. He has a game on Steam that's been around forever, and I think it's called Fortress Craft, which is a Minecraft thing, but it's done with fortresses or something. I don't know. Um, Fortress Craft Evolved? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. So... Um, anyway, he did that. I, he's working on some other stuff, though, and has been for a while. So uh, I'm really, really curious as to what they find or what he's able to find. So, All right, we're going to go right back out to a break again. We didn't really cover much of anything in that little segment there, which is fine. We talked some mist. We had a caller. That's perfectly all right by me. Did you say, was there anything in the news stuff that you really wanted to get to? Oh, the kids are just one thing that was interesting about that uh that NASCAR thing that dude did. Oh, uh, yes. That was <laughs> that was that was pretty funny. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. We're gonna be right back with more of in game chat. Here is music from Wonder Boy. It is called The Last Dungeon. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to in-game chat. This is music, eventually. It's sound and noise right now. But there is music here. This is a very chill game. Mm -hmm. It's called Lego Brick Tales. Basically, they give you a little diorama of an area, and you've got to figure out how to get from point A to point B in that area. And you may have to build Legos. So, like, there's a bridge. you got to figure out how to build a bridge with the mm -hmm. Legos. So, once you come to that point where you have to build, it moves to a different screen. You layer the bricks like you want to, and then it puts them into where you're putting them. And if the bridge is supportive enough, then your guy can go across. Mm -hmm. Or if you got to build a flying machine to lift off somewhere. Hey, there's music. You've got to figure out the way the physics are going to work mm -hmm. so that it doesn't fly, you know, so you, constantly so you in circles yeah, so or you left. Don't pull a cabal space program. Right, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's a lot of trial and error as to, you know, let's put these bricks together. It's still funny right. by the way. Yeah, just yeah. watching uh, just just if you if you want to have a laugh folks, just go go to YouTube and look up a uh, Kerbal Space Program and put in like a blooper reels or, or failures or things like that and you'll see some wonderful happy oh, accidents. Great. Yeah. <laughs> That people make with these rockets, rocket ships. I downloaded the demo for for Brick Tales, uh, and I liked it. But uh, and maybe if it's on sale during any one of the many Steam sales that happens, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'll, I'll pick it up. There's two. There's two Lego games out there that are very much in this vein. Lego Brick Tales is one in the most recent. Uh, the one prior to that was Builder's Journey, mm -hmm. um, which is the other one that was that was kind of cool too. I've been I've been messing around with the Legos and. Last week I finished the uh, Saturn V rocket, mm -hmm. the really long thing. I brought it in on Monday to show the guys because they had gotten they had gotten it to me for my for my birthday. Wendy got me the um, the Batman head, yeah, cowl, mm -hmm. uh, and then the goat boat from the Thor thing from Thor uh, Love and Thunder. Okay, never saw it. Ah, uh, yeah, it was a goat boat. <laughs> okay, it's a boat that is driven by a bunch of goats, uh, okay. or pulled, kind of like a sled. Anyway, they're they're quite the highlight of, of the film of a rather mediocre film but <laughs> that i, I thought but uh that was the highlight um the only thing i had wrong with the batman thing and and, and wendy agreed with this when we were putting it together was that thing is small the box it comes in is quite big and the picture on the box also very big the the actual final build uh is is smaller than this aerosol spray here this thing here it's smaller than that product placement it's very small well i can do it this way it's smaller than that you don't know what that is um oh this is a good this is a good example okay it's about this big how big how big was the box that it came in like uh i don't have anything to show you but uh um, compared to that monitor well i mean i can't Pull the I know monitor, you can pull the monitor but the, the the width of that monitor would it be in a box uh, that size or a little bigger than that? Uh, I mean, turned on its side, yeah. You're looking at maybe this size of the monitor, a little yeah. bit, probably a little bit smaller than that. Not too much though. Mm -hmm. uh, rather, rather big box, but it's only about that tall. Hmm. You know, and it's just the cowl thing. So, does the scale, is the scale illicit on the box? Was it? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. Usually on any Lego box, there is some side of the box which will say actual size, and they'll put something yeah. there. Yeah. Um, for the Saturn rocket, it was the American flag. 
that is mm-hmm. actually on the rocket itself. They said oh, actual size of of that to kind of, I guess, put it in some scale or yeah. perspective. But okay. I don't know. You know it, wasn't, it, was, it was, you know, yeah. uh, it was smaller than what we were expecting. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we didn't go nuts with those because mm-hmm. there's a lot out there. For that, there's the Infinity Gauntlet. There is the uh, Mjolnir, the, the the Thor's hammer. There's um, there's a couple of there's a there's a different Batman mask, the the '66 version, the Adam West version. Mm-hmm. The uh, and then there's like Venom's head, and there's a couple of other things that are like that. Which are they all? I guess they're only they're they're all about that big. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. That's uh, uh, nothing. Nothing. A little research won't. Uh... Well, and I think the next time we look into that, we should just go to a YouTube video and see the review real quick. That way we can look at it and be like, oh, okay, there's the size we should expect. So, anyway, uh, like, really love putting together Legos. Mm -hmm. So, let's jump into some of the news that we got for the week. There's a lot. We didn't touch anything um, last week as far as news was concerned. What, nothing happened? Oh, I'm sure stuff happened, but we were just on a roll with talking about scary games and different things like that we never even touched mm-hmm. on excuse me on any of the news mm-hmm. the one that uh, the one that stuck out at the beginning of the week was the uh, the driver for NASCAR who did a wall ride and I've done this so many times and not playing he talked he talked about a NASCAR game that he played on GameCube I've done it in burnout god knows how many times where I will just just grind against the wall trying to pass or to get around, and and he did it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ross Chastain pulled off a desperate slingshot pass of five cars on the last lap, rocketing from 10th to 5th and barely staying alive in the elimination playoffs, (laughs) as NASCAR has them, the points race. Mm -hmm. Uh, He later told pit reporters that the move came straight from his childhood into no GameCube. Um, his pass is called a wall ride. Basically, the field approaches a corner and everyone slows down to take it, except for one extremely motivated jackass who deliberately rides his car up into the wall and uses that to brake and corner his vehicle. Basically, you don't even have to brake. You just let the wall guide you around the track and you go as fast as you can. Yeah. Physics. Applied yeah. physics. Yeah. Now, it being the last lap, I see no problem. Well, I say I see no problem with it. I'm sure... Your, your your mechanics and crew might have a problem with it. Uh, yeah, well, I'm sure NASCAR, they won't care if you win, man. That's a lot of money for you and your crew yeah, uh, but, if you're going to win. Yeah, but the, for a care, because we're of like getting that thing fixed up, I mean, I understand. Last yeah. year, de- it's a, it, was a, it was a desperation move. And I think I said before, uh, you're, you're an idiot if it fails, but you might be considered a genius if it works. And in this case, it worked. He's I think he, he's, in the, uh, he's in the hunt still, is he not? Uh, yeah, he yes, is. He, is. he, he yeah. got by, so he's still in there. Uh, one of the NBC commentators gasped on the live telecast, I have never seen anything like that before in my life. Well, you don't play video games. Um, it's important to note that this happened in Martinsville, which is NASCAR's shortest track. Um, you can't really do what he did at a two-mile speedway, in other words, simply because the corners are too long and the cars carry a lot more speed into them. Um, he says, I played a lot of NASCAR 2005 on the GameCube. Um, I just hoped I didn't catch uh, the turn four access gate, uh, but I was willing to do it. He said he played a lot of NASCAR 2005 on his GameCube with his brother. Let's see. Let's see. Chastain denied those options. So what they don't cover in this is that 
um, some people are already campaigning, and by people I mean people within NASCAR yeah. are already campaigning to have this maneuver banned. Yeah, safety uh, concerns, uh, chipping, chipping the wall, uh, debris hitting other drivers, things of that nature. I mean, I could see that, but yeah, the wall ride thing. Oh, oh wow! But the wall ride thing is something that's been in a, a lot of uh, racing games, NASCAR in particular. I can I can remember uh, Daytona USA two. Yeah, there was a video that someone did of a of a uh, a time trial that they did on the expert course, and the only reason he broke the time record was because he was using the wall to bounce off and stay on the track instead of trying to break and slide through. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 a thing. It's just we didn't think anybody would actually implement it in an actual Man, uh, stock car in an actual NASCAR race. I only did it because I was refusing to break. <laughs> And I needed to get around to get to the, to get to move to move it's past. Sl- it's a sl- it's a, sl- yeah. uh, a slingshot with no uh, with no braking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just use the use the law of physics to just bounce off the thing and keep, <laughs> keep yourself uh, keep yourself going fast while everyone else is like mm-hmm. you said slowing down hitting the brakes. Yeah, I had watched clips of that uh, maneuver, but it was clips where they had zoomed in on the guy and watched him just hugging the wall. Mm-hmm. When I saw it from a crowd, like a guy on his phone you, filming you it. You saw the looks on their faces, it right? It wasn't the looks on their faces. It was how much, how how many spots he moved. I mean, like, yeah. just just jumped so much. Yeah, when everyone else is slowing down and you're still going oh. top speed, yeah, that happens. And that way you can come off the wall afterwards and you've not lost any momentum at all. You just yeah. keep going. Uh, let's jump to the phones. Hi, you're on in-game chat. Who's this? It's Chris. Hey, man. What's going on? Yeah, I was like calling, mess with bullets the gamer and say, no, the day's the fourth. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> that was, it was all messed up. So I yeah. remember, and I remember doing this and I looked at it and I was like, it's fifth. Yes, remember, remember, fifth of November. So, um, but I don't know why I put November 3rd. And then I said November 3rd because I just wasn't even paying attention. Oh, uh, well. Just it, like it happened. radio people to read whatever's in front of them. It doesn't, <laughs> even, doesn't matter what it says, just reading the copy. What's up, man? Uh, not much. Been playing more in No Man's Sky and <clears throat> got the uh, Harvestella the other day on Switch. No Man, I saw where No Man's Sky, the Switch version, is going to be a part of that buy two, get one free over at Target. Oh, it is, huh? Yes, it is. Um, well, I've already got that on Twitch. Yeah, you do. I, yeah, I knew. But I saw it, and I just thought, eh, he's doing that. Um, I, I don't know the full list. I guess I can pop this thing open and see. I don't know the full list of games that are going to be on sale, but uh, but I knew that was one of them. So I don't know yeah, if I'll take advantage of it or not. Out here lately, you know. Then next week, uh, Sonic, and then uh, God of War comes out. <laughs> That's right. Sonic is when? I think Sonic's uh, the 8th. Oh, my God. They're both coming out. Okay. Uh, I, Sonic and God of War both have leaked online as far as spoilers. Apparently, the game got out early. Both of them did. And uh, there's been... there's been I've just You just got to dodge the spoilers online. Mostly yeah. videos on YouTube, which I haven't run across yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is the eighth for Sonic Frontiers. Yeah, and by the way, I just looked it up. the The Quarry for PS5 and Xbox Series X, um, twenty dollars during the black during the black Black Friday thing. No, right now on Walmart at hmm. Walmart's page. Hmm. Um, okay. I wonder. Wait, let me hang on. Stop. Why are you doing all this stuff? Okay, that's. 
weird. What you got? Well, the PlayStation 4 version is still full price, 40 bucks. So the PS5 version is? But the PS5 version is 20 And this is Walmart. And this is Walmart. The king of mispricing their stuff. The Xbox Series X is, <laughs> is 20 bucks. The Xbox One version is 20 bucks, But the PS4 version is full price. I'm sorry, RJ. No, no, I'm just thinking. No, like I said, they, they time to walk. get a PS5 so you can buy these twenty dollars discounted games. <laughs> I'm not jumping on a PS5 because they can find them. Yeah, yeah there, you there you go. If you can find them, but yeah, no, I'm just saying Walmart because Walmart misprices their stuff all the time. Um, yeah, so I thought that was what it was all about. But yeah, I looked up the quarry everywhere else, and it was a uh, forty bucks as well. So yeah, but I didn't see it on, I didn't look at the PS5 price. Let's see, the quarry was a. Uh, Twenty bucks anywhere else. Now, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I haven't been. In, I haven't been into Borderlands in a long time. Okay, I think ever since. Uh, I think Borderlands the sequel is where I started. Uh, started giving it up because it just didn't pull me in like the first two did. Yeah, that's twenty dollars right now. Yeah, for PS4, uh, the collector's edition or whatever the chaotic edition is twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. No, nope. GameStop's is like uh, forty on the PS4, fifty on the PS5 for the Quarry. Man, their stuff is the way they're pricing these things are very strange. Some of them are <laughs> priced well. Some versions are priced differently, and then some console differences are priced strangely. I don't, I don't know why they're doing. Let's see that. the Quarry. Uh, the Quarry at Best Buy on the PS4 is thirty bucks. I'll see if I can find. Because this was this has been talked about for a while. I'll see if I can find that for you. Yeah. Where maybe to see if there's a version that is twenty dollars for you. Yeah. Check Amazon. Have you checked Amazon? No, not yet. Oh well, let's see. Because Where? I think Amazon has it for twenty, but I don't know if it's specifically the thirty. 30 bucks for the PS4 version? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, House of Ashes, like uh, Blux and Gamble is talking about, uh, 20 bucks in there. Yeah, I'll probably be doing a mail order for that. I mean, because I didn't see it anywhere um, in town. Because, mm-hmm. uh, must, must, like you said, it must be good because I couldn't find it, uh, a physical copy of it anywhere. So, probably will be doing a mail order. But, but the quarry is uh, 30 bucks everywhere else, but Walmart. I don't and understand. They're, and, they're, and their pricing scheme, I don't know why they do that. They, they got it for 19 on the PS5. Yeah. Hey, Chris, have you been playing anything else? Oh, not really. Just been playing that. And, dude, I got me so many different ones I want to be playing now. I don't have the time, and I've been still going to come back to uh, No Man's Sky regardless. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you, is there anything that you're looking for this holiday season as far as, like, seeing some price drops on something you want to pick up? or Not really, unless I just happen to see something... You know, some other movies or something. You know, if I happen to say, oh, wow, that's a good deal or something. But I'll just wait and see what comes around the corner and whatever the ads come out to be. I'll just wait and see what pops up. Yeah, I'm still waiting for those ads to show up. Don't have anything yet. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, did you see that link I sent you on that uh, the Facebook marketplace of what the two games, uh, one of them was... Uh, Returnal and Ratchet yeah, and Clank, yeah. I think it was Ratchet and Clank. No, it was Modern Warfare. It was uh, Call of think, Duty, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Call of Duty and, and, and Returnal. I mean, both of them, I suppose, were brand new. I think, you know, were, were pretty cheap considering that. So 
Mm-hmm. And I know you were looking for Returnal. Yeah, I still, I'm still not there yet. Is um, Returnal a uh, long game? Uh, I don't think so, but I don't know. Hmm. I'm not sure. I, I don't think it's it's not long by whatever you know by the standards of what kind of a game it is, which is mm-hmm. like a first person shmup type thing. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think it's a very long game in that regard. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like a sixty dollars game, and it doesn't. And a year after its release, it's still. It definitely doesn't feel like a sixty dollars game. Yeah. So I was thinking about that and uh, control. When I saw the price fluctuation on that title, it was like a uh, full price, then it went to like twenty, then it went to thirty, and then it was like mm-hmm. fluctuating for a minute there. Yeah. And I was uh, now thinking I'm about. It. I was thinking about it for a quite minute. a different, quite a few versions of it now. Yeah. Be it a PlayStation version, a PC version, an Epic Game Store version, the Steam version, there's I don't know, yeah, plenty of versions of that, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't I don't know yet what I'm looking for. Gotham Knights, I'm kind of looking for to see if that has a drop. But then at the same time, I'm like, I don't even know if it's worth. Yeah, you want to wait and see on that one. I think. Oh God, it's just it's not been doing well. Yeah, like it's uh, it's not even something that I'd feel like I'd be getting a bargain for. Yeah, twenty dollars. Yeah, some some titles. I think we talked about it before. Some titles you don't have to. You might want to, but you don't have yeah. to get it day one. You just give it a little. Uh, give it a little time. Yeah, that's... I also found some. Uh... PlayStation Four games at the uh, at the Dawson Center this morning at the uh, the flea market they had up there. In oh yeah, Travel. what'd you pick up? Uh, several of the ones for the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the PlayStation VR. You know, a couple of them were brand new. Uh, I then forgot offhand. It was like four titles, but one of them was open, which was I think the uh, the Fire Cry or something. It was something uh, or Fire Point. I think it was one of the other VR titles was open, but the rest of them were sealed. And one of them was the uh, one of those collections that had uh, uh, quantum something, but uh, it was the one that had uh, it, it was a two two game pack with uh, uh, Detroit uh, Beyond Human, and 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 you know it's like three games total that was on PlayStation. Oh, Quantic, yeah, yeah. Quantic Dream Collection, Quantic Dreams, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, 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 that was brand new, you know, as well. But I, yeah, I found some more stuff to add to the collection. Okay, yeah. Uh, do you you have a PlayStation VR? Yeah, are you uh, you going to be picking up the the one for PS Five, the PlayStation VR Two? Okay, uh, considering I really don't have much room in the, in the game cave in the back, with everything you know, shelves and, and cabinets all around me, right where I'm sitting. So. You saw, you saw. Did you see the price for that? It was announced this past week. Yeah, yeah, I heard about it. <laughs> as much as the, as the system itself, it's but. more than the system itself. It is five hundred and fifty dollars. For PlayStation VR two, I'm still thinking about. It. I'm, I may get it and just hold on to it, or maybe a year or two down the road, maybe you might have some luck on a Black Friday or something. Maybe. Hey, Chris, thanks for calling, man. All right, y'all have a good one, then. Take care. Take care, man. Yeah, no, no, no. Five hundred and fifty dollars for the uh, the PlayStation VR two. It releases in February of next year. Uh, this is not a bundle. This is not like, oh, it's the console and the headset itself. No, this is the headset by itself. You still need the PlayStation 5 to play it on. <laughs> you still need the $500 PlayStation 5 to play the $550 PlayStation VR 2. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Then keep it. Man. Has there ever, have you ever seen that happen before? A peripheral costing more than the console you play it on. Steel Battalion. Steel Battalion is the only one I can think of right now. Steel Battalion, baby. If anyone else listening knows about it, let us know in the chat or 
or I mean, whatnot. But I can't think of anything else to where the per- a peripheral costs more than the console you're playing it on. Yeah, Saints Row had a ridiculous version of one of their games. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I think it was Saints Row Four. Um, had one of the ridiculous versions. Came with a car. <laughs> it. I mean, the the it cost six digits, <laughs> six figures to buy the game. Mm-hmm. But you got a car with it. What the? Do you see it? Uh, what is it, the Wub Wub edition or something? What was it called? The Super Dangerous Wad Wad Edition, aka the Million Dollar Pack. Yeah, only one available. Yep. Ludicrous One Million Dollar Saints Row Four Special Edition includes Lamborghini, plastic surgery, and trip to space. <laughs> That's right. Give <laughs> you plastic surgery. <laughs> this ain't no April Fool. Oh, August 10th. Another article was August 10th, which I thought was April Fools or something. No, dude. This was a legit thing they did. Limited and special edition video games have long been a popular way to pump more money out of fans, but developer Deep Silver is now taking that concept to its ludicrous extreme. The company just announced a $1 million Saints Row 4 Super Dangerous Wad Wad Edition. Oh, I said which, six figures. It was seven. Yeah, Sorry. Of which only one copy is available. For that insane amount of money, you'll get the expected special edition of the game and some pretty extravagant extras, including a trip into space on the Virgin Galactic, a full day of spy training, plastic surgery of your choice, a Lamborghini Gallardo, a seven-night stay at the Jefferson Hotel in Washington, D.C., and more. There's even a hostage rescue experience, though we're not sure if you're being rescued or doing the rescuing. <laughs> okay, I'm going to leave it there. God. That's, yeah, it's a massive, <laughs> massive undertaking. Uh, let's see. It's a ridiculous package, but we have to give Deep Silver credit. It's equal parts marketing and mockery of special edition games. It is. I mean, it yeah, totally it is. is. And I don't know that anybody ever bought it. Uh, I'm, I'm looking it up now. Who bought this? Who's got that much disposable income to do that? Likely no one. Maybe. I mean, likely nobody bought it. I'm not saying people likely. don't have disposable yeah. income. Yeah, they do, but I don't think anybody bought it. Um, Did someone buy it? Oh, well, this is a Reddit post. I can't really see it. Hmm. No, I didn't say it. My no, cursory response, no, it doesn't say anything. But uh, I didn't think so. Yeah, it was because it was out of stock uh, when someone looked it up. Speaking of the PlayStation VR 2, some other announcements were made with that. Uh, Supermassive Games that we just talked about, they have a game called Switchback, which will be, uh, it's Dark Pictures VR is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a spiritual successor to Until Dawn, Russia Blood, which was the on-rails VR shooter that they did. Um, This one's probably better than that. That was really bad. Um, it was cool for the for to give you the VR effect and everything like that, but not too fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Crossfire Sierra Squad, and then the Light Brigade was another one. It's a roguelike. Uh, Cities VR, which is City Skylines, but in VR, it looks like at least that's what the the logo here looks like. Cosmonious High, that's another one. Hello Neighbor VR, Jurassic World Aftermath Collection, also in VR. Pistol Whip, which is on the Quest. Uh, it's a, that's an on-rail shooter type thing, really fun to play. Mm-hmm. Something called Zenith, The Last City, After the Fall, which is already, I think, on uh, the Oculus 2 Quest. 
Tentacular, whatever that is. It's another VR game. Anyway, a lot of VR games, but the price of entry is $550 on top of owning a PS5. So, yeah, it's a lot. Hmm. I was really shocked by that price. Yeah. I mean, I expected I expected it to be a uh, hundred something dollars, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whether it be 200 or 250. I expect I just did not expect it to exceed the price of the console itself. Yeah. Even if it matched the price of the console, I'd still be like, "Wow, that's really expensive." But yeah. It's still massively yeah. expensive. I think Bama Brian put a suggestion for a high-priced uh, peripherals. It's in a power glove. <laughs> I don't remember what that costs. Uh, I was looking it up. It says uh, introductory price was 75 bucks. Yeah, but in 1987? 89. 89? Yeah. I was working my way there. Uh, equivalent to 155 bucks in 2019. Discontinued in 1990. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was uh, 75 bucks at the introductory price of eight, in 89. So how much was the uh, NES when it first came out? Was um, I want to say it was like a hundred. Yeah. I've, the 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 system itself. Yeah. I feel like it was a hundred bucks, maybe a hundred fifty. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, but it's expensive for a kid yeah. at that time. So one seventy something. Uh, you introductory price U.S. something. Really, one hundred and seventy for the yeah, Nintendo. I'm probably looking at the wrong thing. Is the Nintendo uh, Entertainment System Famicom? It could have been. I don't know awesome. how my parents would have bought that for me. Because mm-hmm. I look at the, I'd look at the Nintendo now, and it's like one hundred seventy. No, I'm not paying one hundred seventy for a Nintendo. <laughs> But you paid for 170 for Nintendo back then, and it's like, oh, I don't remember doing that. I never should have. They should have waited for the price to come down. Yeah. I don't, that's, wow. That, it's 170? Hmm. I must have bought a used one or something. Yeah, well. All right, we're going to take a break, and uh, when we come back, we'll wrap things up. We still got more to talk about, I guess. Some, you know, the PlayStation Plus subscriber numbers were, dry, were down. Um, Day of the Devs was uh, the other day, and so we can tell you what was announced there. Uh, Netflix is in the news. What else? I don't know. We got plenty of stuff to hit. So uh, we got music here from Gotham Knights that was brought up in this segment. Uh, it's called A Storm Rising. We will be right back with more of In Game Chat after this.
And welcome back to in-game chats. So we found out the NES released with a $180 price tag at launch. That was in 1985. I didn't have a I didn't have a Nintendo in 1985. I probably didn't have one until 87 maybe or 88. Yeah. Uh, so at that point, who knows what the price had done at that that point in time, but it dropped enough that I'm almost positive my parents didn't pay 180 bucks when they got me a Nintendo. I don't even remember when I got the Nintendo. I remember getting different games and that sort of thing, Christmas morning, that stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't remember when or what the reasoning was that I got a Nintendo. Um, I don't even know if it's something that I saved up for to get, mm-hmm. you know, myself. I yeah. do not remember. I don't think it was because I want to say the first system that I purchased myself was the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I saved up money for that, and I think I did half, and then my my dad went in half. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, if you can get up half the money of this, I'll do the other half. And so we did that. And then I immediately, like, I didn't have the thing probably two weeks before I put an ad in the the local bulletin board here, mm-hmm. the old newspaper thing, and yeah. uh, put a put a, put it in the bulletin board to sell it so I could get a Sega Genesis. I got the Sega Genesis. Played that for a while and really missed my Super Nintendo. Bought another one off out of the bulletin board. Got rid of the Genesis. <laughs> went back to the Super Nintendo and and then kept that. Yeah, I think in my case it was a uh, full scabby. The uh, I think it was the Atari twenty six hundred. That was the one that started all playing that. And then uh, over the years, consoles and everything. The first one I uh, put money down on was the. Uh, uh, Saturn, Sega Saturn. Okay. Um, that $400 price tag. And I picked that up. Uh, I was working at the post office at the time. And, um, this was before, uh, I think, uh, taxes. I came in, I saved money from that and I got the, uh, and I got the thing and picked it up. Tax refund. Then I got the Dreamcast. You know, bought my own and all the things, bell the bells and whistles. Did you get that, that one at launch? That. Got it at launch. Nine nine ninety nine. Yep. Um, just had to get picked it up before I went to work. Took it back. Took it back home. Set it up. Got everything working right. Went to work. Came back and um, started playing it then. Yeah, it was uh, good times getting it back then, man. I can tell you the. I can. I can. Well, I'd have to look it up, but I can easily figure out the day that I got my. My Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had it reserved at EB Games up in the mall or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I picked it up on, I think it was a Thursday or a Friday, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't do anything with it because I was leaving on a trip the next day. Mm-hmm. I was going to Las Vegas. And I said, there's no point in... There's no point in me doing anything with this tonight. I've got to get to sleep. I got to get up in the morning. I got to go to. I got to go. I'm going. I got to go to the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the day. This was in 2001. Mm-hmm. So 9/11 had just happened. This was in November mm-hmm. of 2001, and uh, the only reason I remember it so well is because that was the day some dude ran through the Atlanta airport with a gun, and we got delayed massively. Mm, hanging out at the Montgomery airport here waiting to get to Atlanta and they had shut down um was Hertzville, it Hertzville, Jackson, Jackson? Yeah. yeah they had shut that down the place with, with everything their oh my god it was it was such a long thing we ended up uh, we ended up getting first class seats though uh for our troubles 
to fly out to Vegas, which was which was really nice. Yeah, but we didn't we didn't leave Montgomery. Uh, I think our flight was scheduled to leave. I don't know, like ten a.m. that morning. Yeah, we didn't leave Montgomery until I think six fifteen or so. Yeah, six. It was like six at night. Yeah, we yeah, got we got yeah. into Vegas at like eleven something. I think. We yeah. didn't. We got to Atlanta, and we didn't leave Atlanta until about eight or nine. So you had to sit on a plane. No, no, oh, I had to okay, sit in the airport. Yeah, okay. Because we didn't. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those things where it's like they're going to open it back up. We don't know how we're going to. You know, whatever. So goodness, how'd you keep yourself occupied during that time, man? Well, uh, I don't know. It was. It was. You know, I say it was me and a coworker. It was me and a former coworker um, who were going out there, and. We sat, we made friends with the gate attendant. <laughs> we we made friends with the gate attendant. I think I still have uh, her number in my phone. Mm-hmm. Um cuz over the years after that she would hook me up with like um standby seats, mm-hmm. I guess, cuz she had those cuz she worked there, that yeah. sort of thing. Um which was really cool. Uh but yeah, we I don't remember this is, my memory sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, for most things, uh, not for everything, but for most things, my memory is just completely just bit the dust yeah. after the heart attack. I say that I, I see, this is the thing. I don't remember. Was my memory good before the heart attack? I don't remember. I feel like it was better than this, but I, I swear I don't remember. I really mm-hmm. don't. Uh, yeah, this is what the show's turning into. The show is turning into talk about the things you hate about getting older. <laughs> let's just complain about getting older that's what this is turning into not necessarily a back in my day type of show mm-hmm. just a woke up feeling this way this morning and now i have to live with it <laughs> my memory's that, gone i'm just gonna have to deal with is it is this influenced by the uh show you normally work for the station oh you mean the morning show on there yeah. i don't know it'd be a great that's a great topic though mm-hmm. it's like let's just talk about all the things <laughs> like well you know I have a weird pain in my shin now. <laughs> Just it happens. It's not happening right now, and it doesn't happen when I sit weird in the chair in there. But when I get on the bed or when I get into the car, a certain way, pain in my shin. This burning, stinging pain in my shin. I have no idea what that is. Uh, I'm looking up a game for you. Oh, there is one. It does. It does exist. What Doctor Simulator. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. There's surgeon simulator, there's doctor simulator. Yeah, that's a bad one. Apparently, I mean, you can put anything in front of simulator, and it probably exists. And if it doesn't, you're going to will it into existence mm-hmm. by doing that. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see if that works. <clears throat> I'll be dang. It does. Walking simulator. Yeah, that there's that too. Well, that's a type. That's actually a genre. Walking simulator. Yeah. Yeah. Walking. Yes. It doesn't necessarily, it's not that they have, it's not that they have a game okay. where it's like, you know, here's the streets of Paris and you get to walk around. It's games that uh, usually have no combat. Mm. Um, yeah. um, um, what Remains of Edith Finch. Yeah. Uh, that game would be a walking simulator. Mm. Dear Esther is another one. Right. Walking simulator. You go around and you explore. Mist would be considered a walking simulator in a sense. It's got puzzle aspects to it. But there is no combat. You mostly kind of look at stuff and gather story from things that you find, notes, uh, stuff like that. Gone Home would be mm-hmm. a walking simulator, yeah. uh, in a sense. So 
I guess the challenge would be uh, finding something that's not that doesn't have a, sim- a simulator at this point. Yeah, hmm. but that would be uh, that is that is part of a that's like a genre type thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking at other news here. We talked about PlayStation Plus subscriber numbers have dropped two million. Two million people left a uh, uh, PlayStation Plus. Two million over the past year, despite the big revamp of the service and the launch of the different pricing tiers. PlayStation Plus had 45.4 million subscribers as of September 30th this year. That is down two million from the 47.2 million signed up at some point in 2021. Um, I want to say Game Pass had a drop, though. I think I had it in the news as well for last week, but we never went over it because we just talked about scary games. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I believe that, uh, that, that Microsoft stuff's down. Game sales were down year-on-year year from the three months ending September 30th with 62.5 million PS4 and PS5 games sold. That is down 13, almost 14 million from last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, first-party games is down... Almost a million from last year, nine hundred thousand from last year. So, I looked at it. I still haven't upgraded to PlayStation Plus Super Mega, whatever the thing is. Top tier, yeah. And it's I'm weird. Selling, I'm selling the basics. I mean, yeah, it's no, what, basics. It, in order to play, in order to play online, you just need the basic one. Yeah. So yeah, I'm still doing just the basics. Mm-hmm. So, um, nothing really to uh, encourage me to. Go to the go to the mid tier or top tier. Definitely nothing on top tier to make me want to uh, yeah. pay that much to get um, get what they're offering. Let's see. This is from GameIndustry.biz. Says Xbox changes its tone on Game Pass. I'm trying to see what this is. Microsoft's latest financials and Phil Spencer's subsequent comments during the Wall Street Journal live event felt like a shift in tone. The big takeaway for some is how Microsoft, for the second quarter running, failed. This is where it was. Um, they failed to hit targets around the uh, Game Pass subscription growth. Hmm. So they had a they had a set goal in mind. They did not reach that goal. Hmm. Um, what was more noticeable were the comments that came alongside the news. Phil Spencer estimated that Game Pass will probably only account for around 15% of Xbox's content and service revenue going forward and stated, we don't have this future where I think 50 to 70% of our revenue comes from subscriptions. 15% sounds low when you consider the billions of dollars that Microsoft has spent on games developers all in the name of Game Pass. Um, it's an editorial, this feels like. Yeah, it is an opinion piece from Game Industry. So, interesting. Uh, AC Wraith says, I had to look up my old tweet. The real term for walking similar should be, simulator should be exclusionary navigation novel. They differ from visual novels by requiring more motor skills and often adding first-person cameras to exclude uh, the simsick. Yeah, I, there's, there's, yeah there, you can come up with your own genres, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a good idea because there is there is walking simulators where you just kind of walk through, and then there is like he was talking about a navigation novel type of thing. You're going to get a story from all of this, and you're going to be moving around as you do it, mm. um, type of situation. So, eh, I get that. Still haven't played Marvel Snap. I have it. Download it's free to play on Steam, but I haven't played it's a card game. Yeah, yeah. I know it doesn't appeal to me, but 
things been getting lots of talk lately. And so I kind of want to hear what all the, you know, I want to play what all the fuss is about. Right? I want to look into it. No. I mean... I've always been interested in the card games, and I've tried. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I mean, some genres I just like magic. Can't get into so, you know, yeah. I I when I go to my conventions and things, there's like a whole magic tournament going on down there, and you can go and and I'm just like I don't know how to play magic, and so I tried to learn once, and I couldn't. I still couldn't figure it out. I still couldn't retain. Like I don't know how any of this works, and so you know, if this is something, you know, obviously it's comic book based. Mm-hmm. So I've already got kind of a, a one foot in the door in a sense that I can understand characters yeah. and that sort of thing. But I know it's not necessarily based on characters. It's based on whatever the card stats are. And I don't mm-hmm. know what any of that stuff is. But if this thing can make me learn it better or to understand it better to where something like magic uh, can be easier to understand after doing this, mm-hmm. then sure, why not? Uh, I've always been interested in, in how that whole thing works. You build your deck and I'm like, how do you build a deck? Yeah, I mean, if, but the point I was trying to make was that uh, if it's of a genre that you have absolutely no interest in, to, despite the subject matter, it's not going to pull you in. Yeah, yeah. But but you have some interest in the uh, card game genre. I, I'm interested in in trying to understand it. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to understand it, not to the point that I like it, because mm-hmm. right now I don't under I do not understand it. I've tried to play it, and I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've even gone through there was a magic online beta that I was doing for a while and, and I tried to learn how to play that and mm-hmm. I just couldn't figure it out or if I did think I figured it out I was playing horribly mm-hmm. um, so I'm not exactly sure I've never tried whatever that one that Blizzard made Hearthstone was another one mm-hmm. that I've I'd never I couldn't get into that so you know, I don't know Marvel Snap seems to have kind of stripped all that away and said, you know, given it more of, I don't know if it's a bare bones thing or something that's overly simplified mm-hmm. that I can understand. I'm not sure. You know, Destiny is considered a, my first MMO, even though it's got very little MMO to, to deal with anything. Mm-hmm. You know, um, maybe Snap could be looked in the same way. It's like my first card game type thing to where you can kind of learn the gist of, of how card-based games work. And then move on from there to more advanced type things. Mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. So. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix. I forgot to say. Netflix bought uh, developer Spry Fox. I was only interested in this because Spry Fox is the developer of Cozy Grove. Which is a fantastic game on the play- or PlayStation. Fantastic game on the Switch. It's also on PC. It's probably on all the other consoles as well. But it works well on the Switch, and it's also uh, it's also on PC. It's a really cute little game. It's fifteen bucks. Has a Animal Crossing feel to it, but it involves ghosts, and it was it was nice. I really really liked it. So, but Netflix owns them now, so I'm kind of curious what they're going to do with that. I'm really kind of curious what Netflix is doing with these games. They're, they're all the games that I can access from Netflix have to be accessed on my like my iPad or my iPhone. I can't do it on my PC. I can't do it on any of the consoles. None of it's there. But I would like them to change that. I would love it if there was a way that Netflix just developed an app for your PC that you could download and access their games. Mm-hmm. You open up their app, it gets you into their ecosystem i suppose whatever it is you're in their system and then you can play those games Mm -hmm. would love that there's a great list of games there 
Um, and they seem to keep adding more and more. Uh, so I would just have, would like a better way to play them, not on my iPad. A lot of them are games that have releases on like Steam and Epic Game Store, you know, and, yeah. and console stuff. So sure. Why not? I don't know. So, uh, all right. I think that's going to wrap things up. I don't know. You going to play anything this week? What are you going to, you gonna, I got God of War Ragnarok coming out this week. So I got to get back on, um, guilty gear strive watching that tournament at AWA. Uh, uh told me that, uh, I've, I've really been, uh, slacking behind on it. So I got to get back into that. Um, let's see. I got to do some more of the DLC for, uh, cuphead because there was a boss battle that I've got there. That's giving me more difficulty than the final boss of the original game did. Oh, you must love that. So, so, <laughs> well, I got to, so I got to figure some stuff out, and then, uh, then now that uh, Beluxa Gambler reminded me, um, yeah, I got to go check out see if I can find uh, House of Ashes, pick that up, and uh, see if I can get some more information on the the devil in me. Yep, and uh, check that out. See if I can get the uh, Dark Anthologies uh, season one complete in my any, collection. Any interest in Sonic Frontiers? It's a wait and see thing, because uh, outside of Sonic Mania, a lot of the Sonic games have been hit and miss lately. I know you're a Sonic guy, so that's yeah. why I was asking. Yeah, Sonic Mania was really has been really uh, doing it for me. So, but all the other titles, I'm just gonna uh, wait and see. I, I watched a preview. Said it was uh, a preview last week or two weeks ago or something like that of, yeah. of the game, and and it was from IGN, and they said, hey, a lot of the problems that we had with it way back in May or whenever we did this first thing have been polished. Mm-hmm. And have been improved. There have been things that aren't quite fixed, but are not game breaking by any means. A lot mm-hmm. of the pop in that he was talking about, yeah. a lot of that has been kind of fixed and controlled and better maintained, I guess, whatever. Uh, but there are still problems. There are yeah. still there are still some issues, but nothing that uh, he felt was ever uh, any sort of thing that took him out of the game at all. So mm. curious about that. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Appreciate the call, Biloxi Gambler. Appreciate the call, Chris, as always. And appreciate every single one of you that is listening and that is in our chat room uh, right now, who is Academy Impossible, Alessidra, Alien Gathering, Bama Brian, Chat Stats. That sounds like a bot. Commander Root, Trunk Degenerates. Uh, we also had Lizzie Beth, MetaViews, Multile, Stephen Van Dam, Thar66, and XYFM. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us uh, today. By the way, on on Drunk's behalf, Vermintide 2, Warhammer Vermintide 2, is free on Steam right now. You can just add it to your library, and it's there for as long as you have a Steam account. You can play that for free. Uh, He's a big Warhammer guy, so and he hit me up about it this morning, so I'm going to hit you guys up about it right now. Um, Here is music from Overwatch 2. This is the match stats screen. Uh, Don't forget to set your clocks back tonight for those of you who have to do that. Not everybody does, but we do. Thanks, Uh, Brian. And we will see you guys next Saturday.